Um, I remember the first time I met Willie. It was almost four years ago. It was on a Saturday night. And I was in the process of becoming the pastor here. Um, I'd already met a couple times with the pastor search committee and I was in the middle of this four week stretch where I was preaching here every Sunday and then one night, one Saturday night I'd have dinner with a few folks and another Saturday night I'd have dinner with some other folks and then one of those Saturday nights we all had a big fellowship in the fellowship hall and I'm pretty sure fried chicken was involved. Um, but beyond that, there are two things I remember more than anything about that night. One is being asked how I met my wife, and uh, that meant I had to tell people that I met her online and met her back online back before that was more common and acceptable. There weren't 10,000 websites to do that back then. It was just God bringing two people together. But the other thing happened either right before that or right after that, and... That was meeting Willie, and he wasn't well. Um, you could tell that, but he'd made it out so he could meet the guy who might be the new pastor. And what I later come to realize was trademark Willie Hartzell. Um, he made a comment on my, la- my relative lack of beauty compared to that of my wife. He <laughs> asked me how old my daughter was. Like you, Jamie, I guess he used humor to disarm you and get to know you. That's not the only similarity. What I have to say is going to have with what you had to say, by the way, because I, I was blessed then and I was blessed now, but right away I saw Willie Hartz was someone who liked to put a smile on another person's face, and that proved true in practically every visit we ever had. Um, one recurring theme in our conversations was his time in the Navy. Um, he told me all the time about Germany and how he'd drive officers around and fix trucks and they wanted to promote him, but he didn't want to take the test. And They, they really liked what he was doing. and He must have told me that about six or seven times. Um, I never got tired of hearing him talk about it. He talked about his interactions with different types of people, like the Russian soldiers, about going to the bank in England, and finally how he came home and met Dot, or married Dot. But my favorite visits with him were those times he would ask me questions about what the Bible says. Um, you know, Willie and Dot, with their health setbacks, weren't able to come out here on Sundays. Um, he may have made it maybe one or two times after I did become the pastor here, but uh, they just weren't able to come out to the services. But it was clear he loved this church, it was clear he loved the people. He served here as both a deacon and as an everyday church member in ministry. Um, Of course, he wasn't able to do that like he had used to, but he used to pick my brain about Scripture. And he told me a few times he wanted to live to age 94. I don't know, I don't remember what that number, what significance that had. And I've been trying to think about it for the past few days, and it's not coming to me. Maybe it was because of his declining health, though, that one of the things that seemed to interest him most about the Bible when we talked was what comes next. And Matthew 24 is the very passage I thought of that, that, that Jamie just referred to. 
he'd seen a, a, a sermon on TV maybe that Sunday before, and it prompted him to ask me about the wars, what I thought about the wars and rumors of wars and the false Christs and false prophets who will mislead many, even the elect if possible. And we talked about how all of that ultimately ends with Christ coming back and making all things right. So I was thinking about Willie in that conversation and another passage came to mind and it's about what we talked about. It's in Revelation chapter 21. It's the second to last chapter in the Bible. And John records this. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. And he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no longer any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. That sounds very good on a day like today. God among men, no more tears. No more pain, no more mourning, no more crying. The truth remains that that's yet future. The new heaven and the new earth is yet future. But while that is the case, the rest of all of that is true for all who die in Christ. And Willie Hartzell confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. You know, right now his legs are not swollen. Right now... There's nothing impending his breathing. Right now he feels no pain. He's not mourning. He's not crying. Because dying, you know, death has no victory. Death has no sting. And why? Because of the one who has tasted death and yet risen. Because of the one who in Willie's place came down from heaven and lived a perfectly sinless life. Because of the one who willingly went to the cross and bore the full fury of his Father's wrath for all sin, for all time, for all who will ever believe. The one who in the next verse of that same Revelation 21 says, Behold, I am making all things new. It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. And so I have no doubt this afternoon that if Willie were here with us physically, he would be shoving me to the side so he himself could plead with you and tell you all of these words are true. And he feels no pain anymore. And you too can be with Jesus if you have repented of your sins and entrust yourself to Him. What was promised in Christ in Revelation was actually promised long before Christ. In Isaiah 25, 8, 800, 750 years before Jesus was walking this earth, 
It speaks of one who would swallow up death for all time, and the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces, and He will remove the reproach of His people from the earth. That is what God does in salvation. So what John says in Revelation about the future is not some fanciful tale that someone conjured up. It is the running theme of history as God has revealed Himself. And Willie knows it face to face right now, and I praise God for that. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss our chats, our visits. I will miss him telling me about Germany again. I will miss... I will miss him. I know many of you will too. I think now with him having a two-day test, a two-day taste of glory, he would tell us that if you want to honor his memory, give honor to his God. And if not, Revelation twenty-one eight says, Jesus says, but for the cowardly, and unbelieving, and abominable, and murderers, murderers, and immoral persons, and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You see, he if he were here, he would want to tell you not just the good news, but the bad news if you don't pay attention to the good news. So come to the one who takes the sting and the victory out of death. The one who overcame death so he could cause you to overcome death. Come to Christ by faith. And as Jamie said earlier, there's an altar. And if you have questions about how to come to Him by faith, find me after we're done here today. And I'd say find Him too. For now though, we say goodbye. To Dot and to Willie's children, grandchildren, other family. I pray that in grieving, you might not grieve as those who have no hope. I pray the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort will give you the peace that comes only through Christ and surpasses all understanding. It will not be easy, but in Christ there is hope. In Christ there is tomorrow. And I pray that in remembering a a husband and a father and a grandfather a friend, a fellow church member. There might be solace found in the fact that there is no more pain for him. So to the family especially, may God bless you. And may God give you comfort as we remember Willie. Let's pray. Father, this afternoon... We've sung about how there is victory in Jesus, our Savior forever. It has been sung that you bestow to sinners amazing grace and remove the chains of our sins from our souls through Jesus. We've sung about how for those in Christ, even in the worst of circumstances, it is well with our souls. And now, having Consider death and life and hope from Scripture. I pray we might dwell on your greatness. Because that surely is what Willie is thinking about right now. Your greatness. How great you are. 
I ask that your blessings and mercy be bestowed upon this family, Willie's friends, and his church, and cause us to love you more deeply. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.